Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway, and today we have artist Steve Adair for our 69th episode of Studio Break, so we hope that you enjoy that. Again, Steve is our 2013 BFA competition winner, and he has a show coming up at Jan Brandt Gallery January 25th, and that also coincides with Melissa Wilkinson opening the same night, Frontiers. So again, two shows, but we're going to be talking to Steve about his development of this recent work. Again, he's done a number of new paintings in the last couple of months, so we talk a bit about that, his process, and you know what he's been doing. Of course, we'll get to that interview in just a bit. We want to remind you that if you're hearing Studio Break for the first time, we're a podcast and blog site again. You can see all of the different interviews that we have on Studio Break by simply going through the archives. Again, you can go month by month, check out all the great artists that you missed. Each of those entries have slideshows of the artist's work as well as links to their websites and, of course, links to the iTunes store where you can subscribe to the Studio Break podcast and listen to it very conveniently. So we recommend that you do that. We have a number of announcements this week, but our big one is that there is going to be an open call through the week, again, through December 31st. So I am interested in looking at some new work and getting someone for February to be on Studio Break that I've never met. So again, more details after this interview. Other than that, again, if you want to find out more information, please remember to check out our Facebook page and like it. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Studio Break. You can follow me, Dave Linaway at David Linaway. All right, here is our interview with Steve. Stay tuned. Welcome to Studio Break. I'm happy to be joined this afternoon by Steve Adair. How are you today? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you doing? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. And again, you are from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Is that correct? Uh, That is correct. Yes, I'm uh, from Jonesboro, Arkansas. I've lived here pretty much my whole life, and uh, yeah, I work here, I do my art here, and it's, uh, it's, it's home, and uh, I really enjoy it. Excellent. Before we kind of get into the interview part, I guess I just want to remind everyone, too, you were our 2013 competition winner, at least for one of the categories. Again, you're going to have a, a solo exhibition at Jan Brandt Gallery January 25th, and then also, at that same time, you have uh, Melissa Wilkinson has a show opening up in the same space. So, of course, that's very exciting. It's kind of why we're doing this, to help promote it. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about, uh, aside from just those leaf forms, which are going to be shown in, the, in that exhibition, of course, we're going to kind of try to get a little bit of a, a sense of you. So, uh... Sure. No, I'm, su- I'm super excited. And, and, uh, and uh, well, first off, I'd like to say thank you, you know, for making that opportunity available. I was... Uh, so excited because uh, I, I applied to that sh- uh, to that event and also the one before in 2012. And I think one thing that's so interesting is how how uh, how radically different the the work has changed since I applied to that show in, in uh, 2013, which is interesting. And uh, a lot of the newer stuff is going to be at this show, the solo leaf forms work. Yeah, yeah. And and again, you know, just to kind of get a little bit more of an idea about you. So so you said you you, you grew up in Jonesboro. So was art something always, you know, that was that was on your mind, something um, that you wanted to pursue? I mean, I, I did a lot of art um, as a child. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I, I grew up in a art centered household. Um, you know, my my mom did, you know, painting occasionally for a long time. You know, my one of my earliest memories was seeing her her oil paint in the living room and uh 
And uh, back that time, I guess it was like the early '90s. I guess whenever I was younger, Bob Ross was a huge uh, was a huge deal. Of course. <laughs> and uh, she was uh, she was the quintessential um, Sunday painter who did the Bob Ross style paintings. <laughs> so that was a, an interesting experience. You know, after growing up and going to, to high school and college, I mean, I, I didn't really even think twice about it until I was in college, you know, and, and then I started to make work and, and think about it in a little bit more serious way. Well, and is, is, that, is that because you also had other interests? I mean, again, before you're, you're talking a little bit about how um, you're also a musician. Right, right. You know, um, you know whenever I was younger, I, I think, you know, the one thing I wanted to do for a living, you know, when I grew up was, uh, you know, I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to um, play in a band, uh, play drums. So um, right out of high school, I think I, w- I went to school for maybe a few years and then I across the state to Fayetteville to go to school, played in a couple bands for several years, um, you know, all sorts of music. And and, you know, at, at that moment, I kind of thought that that, you know, I, I stumbled upon, you know, some kind of a, you know, a, my ultimate, you know, reason for living, you know, playing music. And mm-hmm. and it's uh, for some reason, it just it, after a while, it just didn't feel right. You know, there lingering in the back of my head was, you know, painting. And uh, it was just something that was kind of nagging at me for for a long time. So I made the choice to move back towards that, and I've never really looked back. Honestly, it's been a, it's been a great it's been a great change of scenery, to be honest. Well, and so especially too, I mean, if you, if you kind of came to this a little bit later, I mean, what was it that kind of set you off? I mean. Did you, because obviously, you know, everybody has to take, um, you know, of course, a wide variety of, you know, diverse classes, especially when they're starting out. Is that, is that something that you, that kind of reactivated it? Or was it something where you, you know, were like, I'm taking drawing, you know, this semester? You know, I did a little bit of art in high school. I knew enough that it was, it was something that I was interested in, but I was never really, you know, I was never really that gifted student that think too much about doing it, you know, in college and, Mm -hmm. I wish I was that student, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't meant to be anyway. But when I was in college, you know, I I took a lot of painting classes. I took a lot of drawing classes. And for some reason, I mean, that's, it just kind of, it just sort of gelled after a while. And I guess to give you a little bit of background, when I was playing music, I was going to, uh, to a college. I was, well, I was studying a lot of things. I was studying business, (laughs) you know, uh, and, and journalism for a while. I think mostly because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just, I knew I wanted to play music. So I moved back to Jonesboro, um, after, you know, five years of playing in bands. And that's when I really had that sort of epiphany, you know, in the back of my mind about, uh, about doing art. So I came back hungry, you know, and I came back the first class I think I ever took when I got back and started going to ASU in Jonesboro. Um, and that, you know, I've never really looked back since. I mean, I've, I felt like it was my goal to be a sponge and, uh, I, I literally soaked up, I think every experience I could get from all those classes. Well, so, so when you, when you decided to kind of come back and study then, I mean, was it something where you were kind of purely going at it, um, you know, from the idea of, you know, I, I want to do this for the art or was it something where you're also kind of, you know, being very pragmatic and, and thinking like, you know, I, I want to be able to teach and have, you know, some way to support myself or, you know, h- how did that work? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely wanted to have a little bit more, a little bit more footing, you know, some grounding, 
you know, something that was, you know, grounding me, you know, that's what I, I definitely considered, uh, considered, you know, going into art education and thinking a little bit more seriously about, um, about that. In addition to, you know, getting a studio degree, it, it's so funny, but, you know, uh, you know, you play in a band for a long time and, uh, you know, you, you learn sort of how to work with people ensemble but you also learn that you know you're one person you're one voice that has to deal with uh four other guys that might be a little bit more vocal about their own opinions so i came back i came back sort of like finally i'm gonna be calling my own shots as far as like i'm gonna paint like this you know this is what i'm thinking so that you know that freedom to you know, to be like the, the sole pilot of my own, you know, vessel was pretty amazing. And I think something that I really was thinking about and uh, wanted to make happen. There's so much material interest and usage in the current work. I'm, I'm just curious if that was something that was, you know, you were interested in from a, a very kind of early on stage. Uh, yeah. You know, I've always uh, liked to ex- experiment with different materials, um, you know, from, very early on my early classes you know one one of the things that i was i was most drawn to was um like dada and you know kind of experimental uh, work but also sort of like assemblages you know that was something that i really latched on to you know i kind of experimented with that i think i think i liked the idea of sort of um you know how how you would compose a painting by different elements different colors you know the idea of assemblage is kind of more of you know, it's a more visceral, uh, you know, sort of like a instant kind of gratification version of that, you know, that idea. And that's something that I really, really enjoyed doing. So, I, you know, working with that, and that's something I, I still even, you know, work on to this day. I mean, it's, there's something to be said about that, you know, that instant, um, that immediacy that comes with it, you know, I've just slapping materials together to, you know, to get, you know, to compose this image. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the things that's interesting too, because even, even in the way that you kind of talk about your most recent work, you know, you kind of reference some of the other bodies of work, you reference, you know, figuration and abstraction and, and kind of right. merging those things was kind of, kind of making more traditional work where you started and then kind of figured out a way that you could kind of bridge the two. I you know, when I first started out, I was, um, you know, when I was an undergraduate, you know, obviously you, you paint from the figure a lot, you do, um, life drawings and, and that was, you know, something I sort of worked through and I was interested in whenever I got to the more advanced classes, I was really, you know, really excited about, you know, like figurative painting, but sort of like in a different scope, you know, like work by the Bay area, figurative painters like David Park and, uh, Elmer Bischoff. And, and that really got me excited. You know, what really kind of propelled you to kind of continue to investigate uh, figuration and the ways that you could kind of make something more out of your, your art. I mean, what, what were you interested in exploring? For a long time, I was doing figurative paintings and some of the work that you mentioned earlier, like the assemblages and uh, some of the paintings, the impetus for a lot of my work and what I was, you know, coincidentally became interested in, and I mean, still am to this day, has been just, you know, found imagery paintings, work mm-hmm. that derives from, you know, found imagery. So that that's something that I've always sort of thought about. Uh, you know, I think the idea of, of composing a body work that is, you know, is built around, you know, sort of people 
of a different time, of a different era, people that we don't really have any connections with for some reason. But um, so those are things that I was trying to, to make part of the work. A lot of the landscape and a lot of the the, Im- the imagery that I, I sort of paired around with it are sort of like, you know, combining elements that I thought were sort of relevant to the time that the uh, the paintings were created or to the to the figures in the paintings, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, you know, like the element of, uh, of space, for example, you know, is, is something I've always been fascinated with. And, um, and I mean, for a couple of reasons, I mean, uh, obviously space kind of creates a really interesting allegory for, you know, for, um, lost, you know, things, you know, like whenever somebody passes away, you know, do they, do they go away to like, you know, to the vast vastness of space, you know, it's kind of like the, the end all for a lot of things. But in addition to the, to the figures, I mean, you know, space was a a huge deal for the time period that the images are from, you know, from the forties, from the fifties, from the sixties. So that's something I was kind of consciously thinking of. And other than that, you know, landscape, I've always loved landscape. I think that might be a little bit of the Bob Ross probably seeping back into my psyche. <laughs> right, right. Was that like your your sponge moment to kind of absorb like, you know, like how you work through landscapes and, and kind of the materiality of it to be able to kind of really push to, to constructing your own? You know, like the physical landscape, I mean, is such an interesting thing. Uh, I mean, for a lot of ideas that I've had, you know, the, the landscape itself is always has always served as like a setting for something, you know, some uh, a place for something, for some action to take place. Appropriating imagery, dealing with, uh, you know, found imagery. A lot of these figures were, in a sense, kind of homeless. You know, they didn't have have a physical landscape to to be part of. So that that's kind of something I always thought about. You know, like, well, I need if I'm going to compose this painting, you know, I need I need for these figures to, you know, to be in a in a physical space that's you know that's tangible, or maybe it's a you know, a slight reference to a space, physical or metaphorical, I guess. I'm curious about, again, the way that representation and abstraction work, you know, in your mind. So, I mean, how, how do you how do you explore abstraction in terms of the, the really formal, the the patterned? Um, and I guess where I don't know, where do you see the balance between those those things in your work? For me, I mean, I have a whole lot of different sort of, you know, aspects of the painting that I want to, you know, explore, you know, different uh, images, you know, sometimes dealing with text or found text, dealing with, um, you know, pattern. I mean, those are all things that kind of, I feel like, come together. And um, and I mean, how they sort of come together is just, you know, through, uh, you know, both physical collage. And, you know, sometimes I'll make collages and then I'll project them and then create the paintings from that idea. Or sometimes it's almost, you know, it's as simple as um, combining different, you know, images that have no, that have no reference to each other. So all of these things, I feel like in my mind have, have some connection as far as, you know, like images from a certain time or um, different kinds of, uh, you know, patterns that you might see like in a, a Sears catalog from the, the late fifties or early sixties, sort of like how these, how these images come together is what I'm trying to explore. Um, and you know, a lot of the flatness that you're talking about is, you know, sort of that kind of that trompe l'oeil moment where you're not really physically trying to capture, you know, like the, the essence of like something you're trying to paint from observation, but you know, the flatness of, of essentially like a two, two dimensional object, you know, like in a magazine or in a photograph. 
And are there like ever specific goals that you have in mind in terms of when you start or like it's it seems like there's so many different ways to go about it. So, I mean, is it like something like where where you might have like a a particular color palette that you're trying to reference, at least from a photo or something that you're kind of like basing it off of? But then also there's some that are self-referential. I mean, like, again, like how how do you come up like a like a guideline or like a a way of working through like a set piece? Is it is it something where you limit yourself or? I kind of go about it sort of like, you know, choosing, you know, either making a collage or, or choosing a, an image that really, you know, has a has a really good graphic quality that I would be interested in and in, in painting. As far as like, you know, I'm not I'm definitely not trying to like recreate like a, a specific palette or, you know, I'm not trying to to necessarily recreate the image or the advertising. You know, I love James Rosenquist, but that's that's not, in a sense, what I'm trying to do when I make these paintings. Um, for one thing, I mean, it's more or less it's it's for create it's giving myself a problem to to work through, giving myself an image that I created or that I appropriated, and responding to it. And you know, creating these collages, pro, you know, projecting them, you know, creating a big surface for me to work on, and trying to see how far I can kind of deviate from the original source a lot of the you know the abstract marks you were talking about before is sort of you know is sort of like trying to blur you know those things that kind of keep the image together and make it read as a collage so you have like different things going on you have like the collage aspect of it going on and then you have you know these marks that are sort of um kind of like you know infringing upon it or sometimes censoring parts of the painting uh maybe hindering something or making the viewer, you know, not see certain things. I mean, it's, it's sort of all about kind of revealing something and then covering it up, you know, sort of like hide and seek. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting too, because then there's a level of like, you know, how much do you leave in or other areas then that, you know, you exclude. And again, I mean, is it something, it seems like it would be something then that really makes it like a very open process. I mean, are there, are there paintings that you wind up working a really long time on and then ones that you work a very short amount of time on? I might have an original image for a painting, but you know, just because I have that going for me, I mean, that's not what the painting is going to look like. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I often like have these things, you know, in the studio and and I know, you know, I know for a fact that they're going to be around for a really long time. I'm going to pick images that I'm not even, you know, drawn towards for the sole purpose of putting that in the canvas somewhere and then editing, editing it out. You know, it's kind of like I kind of want there to be that personal history going on within the canvas. It's it's something that I'm really you know, I'm really drawn towards. Yeah. And I I think that's kind of what I'm responding to as well. You know, there's me wanting to hook up with that idea uh, of space, you know, like a, a, with relation to like the, the picture plane or, you know, just the, the flat surface of it. But I, I think especially, you know, when you kind of start to kind of stack layers or where you can kind of like see areas into the painting where it really kind of recedes again, I'm really interested in that kind of physical history um, you know, in the way that you kind of explore that. And again, I mean, you know, there's ways that you explore that by kind of breaking up the, uh, the shape of the canvas. Um, and again, I think that could go for both of the, uh, you know, the leaf form paintings, you know, but then the ones that are, you know, like on, you know, like a variety of like kind of ripped or kind of like torn, you know, assemblages. So I don't know, is, is that something that where you, where you then you kind of really almost think about it as a way to explore the layering or the, that history then through, you know, altering the surface and, and just kind of experimenting? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, when I'm in the studio, I mean, I definitely, I think I probably scrape away more than I apply, you know, pigment. <laughs> and, uh, and that's always been, you know, something fun because, you know, I, I like, you know, trying to get things right. You know, I was so used to doing that with, uh, with some of the figurative paintings, you know, scratching stuff away, painting stuff over, you know, the, the figures that were already there. I mean, I think that that became so ingrained in me that I just sort of carried that on into the abstract paintings. It's pretty interesting, though. I mean, as far as like abstract paintings and the assemblages, I mean, I really didn't have a very keen ear to, you know, abstract paintings. And I didn't, I experimented, you know, with them in college. And, uh, you know, I'm more or less focused on the figurative stuff. But, you know, now I'm sort of kind of jumping jumping into that and and really kind of exploring it you know with a very uninhibited sort of direction you know almost sort of like almost sort of like exploring leaving no stone left unturned you know kind of exploring all the options as far as like how many bad paintings do I have to make, you know, to get a good one? Just, it seems very interesting. And again, I mean, something where you're kind of like separating different ideas into these different bodies so that you can kind of just explore really what you can do, especially again, I mean, with the assemblage pieces, with all of the shapes that you kind of wind up adding back into it. Because again, you know, you're, you've kind of got these surfaces that you've maybe painted over and then um, completely removed, cut out, and then have some kind of assemblage uh, kind of pieced out of it. It seems almost like, again, like something where you're really kind of just left to kind of really push the uh, the materials to kind of see, you know, what you can get out of them, what, I don't know, what interests you can find in them almost, you know? When I was making paintings for my uh, senior show in last year, for, you know, a huge impetus for like the paintings I was working on was, you know, dealing with place you know, dealing with uh, uh, the studio as being sort of a an oasis for um, different ideas and, and, you know, combining images. And, you know, it was it was sort of like that place for me. It was a really unexpected place. For about a year, I was, uh, you know, I had a, the unpleasant misfortune to have to, I lived with my, my grandmother after uh, my grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. So, I was living with my grandmother for a few months and, uh, you know, the whole time I was sort of, I was still actively working on my, uh, my BFA show. So I had to, to change my studio location. I, 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 so I went from, you know, having a nice studio at my house to, you know, moving into my grandmother's basement <laughs> and working there. So I would, I would pretty much take care of my grandmother during the day. And, uh, and, you know, moonlight as a, as an artist, you know, I'd be painting away. It kind of went in an interesting way because, you know, I was, you know, I spent the days looking at, at family, you know, family photos, like images, you know, that, that meant stuff, you know, to my family that had some kind of a, a symbolic reference in a way, you know, the, the found imagery that I was responding to with the work before, you know, I sort of, I just kind of, I left that and I sort of picked up you know, this more autobiographical work. And I kind of went with that and I explored it. And I I got a lot of pleasure out of that because, you know, it it sort of, it sort of created a whole new, a whole new meaning for me, you know, as an artist and and combining these images. And uh, it just kind of made a little bit more sense of being in this studio space that's so different it's so unlike what I've been used to, to not, you know, not only have this studio space that's so weird, but have this responsibility to my family responding to this, you know, this huge, you know, like, you know, tsunami of like imagery to pour over. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And and so how how did the how did the leaf where did the leaf form paintings fit into all of this? You know, the leaf paintings come from the landscape. You know, some of the paintings have have some indicator of the landscape, trees, bushes, and that's something I was I was interested in and and it sort of slowly creeped into the to the shaped canvases but working working in the basement it's it's so weird because it's a it's a partially underground basement and you see these windows on each wall of the of the basement that are that are partially in view so you see half of the ground essentially mm-hmm. and uh, then you see half of uh, the daylight pouring through the the window working in the studio, especially in the morning. I mean, you catch the lights and you catch all of this, uh, you know, immense foliage, you know, like, um, bushes, you see all this stuff from the windows and that sort of stuff, something that stuck with me and, uh, you know, working in this, in, in the house for such for a long time. I mean, I guess I kind of noticed it a little bit more, but, you know, after my grandmother eventually, eventually moved out to a nursing home, you know, I was kind of I was still working in the studio. I mean, I was there, you know, I was alone. I wasn't taking care of anybody. <laughs> and, it, you know, and the house is like, is slowly, you know, going to shit, you know, because it's not, you know, being taken care of. So mm-hmm. I would leave, I would leave the studio door, go outside and uh, there would just be plants, bushes, everything overgrown, you know, and that's just something that I, I just, I thought about, you know, I was like, you know, this is, this is like, I mean, these, you know, these plants are consuming the space. And I just, you know, it was so, it was so amazing. It was just such a, an interesting idea of just, you know, being consumed by something and something that's, that's essentially, you know, a life force. But so, so what can we expect in terms of the, the leaf forms, you know, in the, at this, uh, at this solo show that you have coming up? Are you kind of playing around with the way that you're installing them and, and, you know, kind of seeing the way that they live in that, in that space? Absolutely. You know, I've really, this is a pretty new body of work for me. Uh, stuff works that I've been kind of exploring for, you know, a little, you know, about two months now. The whole idea is, is pretty new. And um, earlier I was talking about, you know, like the, the idea of plant life and stuff being, you know, kind of overpowering and consuming. I think that's definitely the, the, what I'm trying to, what I'm going to try to make happen as far as installing these works in the gallery, you know, trying to create a, a consuming environment with these uh, with these shaped canvases. In addition to the to the leaf shaped paint paintings, I'm also doing the. I'll have some assemblages that I'm working on. the The shaped canvases are kind of a body of work that are going parallel to the the assemblages. You know, sometimes they kind of they sort of deal with the the leaf shape, but then sometimes they sort of go in a a completely different direction and and I'm always sort of letting that happen as far as like you know kind of what directions they go in I'm sort of I'm sort of kind of letting you know letting everything sort of develop organically I've really enjoyed making these because uh obviously you know when you make the leaf shaped canvases you know I'm you know using a, a table saw to make these to make these paintings and uh and of course you know you're you're left with all this studio rubbish floor different shards of wood and things and um from my from my days of doing assemblages before you know these are things that i love you know i love nothing more than than seeing uh, my garage floor you know full of these pieces of wood because you know they they come and you know they they're such interesting shape so i've enjoyed kind of making these assemblages from you know the 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 leftovers of the of the the canvases 
kind of interesting how they how they sort of both develop you know simultaneously to each other i think it'll be especially interesting to see them in the same space and the way that they kind of relate yeah and and very much kind of made in the presence of the other and then also you know now to be displayed in the presence of the others it's a it's kind of an interesting idea and i think especially something that might send you back to the studio with uh with things to explore my thing is kind of it's it's always sort of like you know which one is superior i mean not to be narcissistic or anything but the shape canvas is essentially made but the assemblages are made out of, you know, the remnants. So it's kind of like, which one is superior? The assemblages as being, you know, the the rejects, you know, like the, the leftover, you know, scrap wood that, you know, wasn't needed to, you know, foresee the whole painting. <laughs> I like that idea. Of course, they, they, they're they very similar in, in color palette and, you know, color is something I'm really drawn to. So, so again, you, so you've got this exhibition opening up in January. So what are the things do you have coming up in the, in the future? What are you going to be working on? Uh, well, I'm definitely, I'm super excited to, to keep working with these, uh, these leaf form paintings. I, so far I've got about 25 that I think I'm going to be exhibiting in an installation at the, the Jan Brandt gallery space. And uh, I would, I have kind of like long-term goals of making more mm-hmm. of them. I like to have like, you know, 50 or a hundred of these things to really, to really consume a space. So um, I'm working on that in the studio and that's, that's pretty exciting. Something I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to exploring more in the studio and, and seeing how much, you know, seeing how much stuff I can mess up and, you know, and refix. <laughs> In addition to the to the to the solo show at the Jan Brandt in January, I'm excited to be showing some works in Fayetteville, Arkansas. That will be during March of next year. So if you're in Fayetteville, Arkansas, I'm excited to be showing some uh, some collages and some paintings from uh, my Permanent Beauty series. So that'll be uh, some different works and. Uh, and that is a, a stone's throw away from the, the Crystal Bridges Museum in Bentonville. So if you're ever in uh, Fayetteville, definitely go check that out during March. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure of the dates, but I'll, I'll know a little bit more. Well, we'll put it on studio break and, and make sure everybody knows. So, In addition, I, um, if you're ever in Little Rock, I have some paintings that are on view at the, the M2 Gallery in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's a a gallery that I'm really lucky to show some work with a lot of great and talented artists there. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for uh, bearing with me and uh, being my test subject here. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, it was my, my pleasure. They've had a great time talking. Thanks again to Steve for joining us, and you can find out more about his work, steveadare.com, and you can also see it, Lee Forms opens at Jan Brandt Gallery January 25th from 7 to 9 p.m., so please be sure to make it out to that. Again, Melissa Wilkinson, Frontiers opens the same night, so two solo exhibitions, great night of art in Bloomington, Illinois, so don't miss it. If you're looking to continue to check out new work or maybe you're just unfamiliar with me, your host, David Linaway, you can check it out, davidlinaway.com. I do mostly architectural landscape paintings, and you can easily find a link to my website right there on the left sidebar of Studio Break. Again, through the month of December, I have a special painting sale for my plein air works, again, as a way to help raise money for this podcast. Again, really great deals, and we just bought a whole new slew of mics 
and USB interfaces and things like that. So if you want to help support the podcast that way, you can also make a easy donation through the donation button right there on studiobreak.com. So it'd be fantastic if you did that. As I stated at the beginning of this episode, we're doing a special call for submissions through December. Again, just a couple of weeks, and this is kind of on a spur-of-the-moment kind of thing. I'm held up in my apartment. It's cold outside. we got snow, rain, ice, and things that make me not want to drive to Chicago to see new work, so I want it to come to me. So if you're an artist out there, you've never been on Studio Break before or never applied, please submit a web address with the subject heading Studio Break February Competition. All you have to do is send that to me at David Linaway at Hotmail, and that qualifies you. So again, super easy, one winner, you should be it. If you're an artist, if you know an artist, please let them know. A quick reminder, of course, that there are tons of episodes of Studio Break on studiobreak.com, so please go check them out. Again, you can access all of the old ones through the archive feature. Go month by month, check out all the great artists that you miss. Again, each of those entries have images of the artist's work as well as links to their websites and in-depth interviews where they explain how they got from point A to point B and what they're currently thinking about. So please check out these interviews. Of course, you can also subscribe in iTunes. So follow that iTunes link to subscribe to the podcast. And if you like it, you've been listening for a long time, please leave us some feedback. Again, it just generally helps for those that listen in iTunes and listen to a lot of different podcasts like The Moth or Bad at Sports or maybe Radio Lab or whatever sound opinions so please go ahead and leave us some feedback it just generally helps those that are looking for podcasts and cool things to listen to on their daily commute of course you can also help us by liking our facebook page again we provide updates from some of the guests that we have coming up show announcements exhibition announcements so like us there you can follow us on twitter at studio break you can follow me at david linaway and again if anything i would just hope that if you like this podcast you can help us by getting the word out there so please help us do that this holiday season when people are bundled up in the studio outside of the cold and ready to work and they need something to listen to all right folks that's all the show that we have for today we'll talk to you real soon